Welcome to Barbecue Radio Network, America's premier barbecue radio show. Join your hosts, David Caius and Andy Groneman, as they sink their teeth into the finest grilling, smoking, and barbecue from coast to coast with the industry's leading pitmasters. Stay tuned for great tips, techniques, and products that will enhance your backyard experience by being a part of the Barbecue Radio Network. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Barbecue Radio Network. I am your host, Dave Caius, along with our executive producer, the man behind the scenes, that would be T-Bone, and my co-host, two-time U.S. National Brisket Championship titles at the Chest to Chest Invitational. He is the one and only pitmaster of Smoke on Wheels with the longest invitation of anybody we've ever had on the show, <laughs> Andy Groneman. How you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing great. I think your coffee intake today must have been really good you powered through that i've had two times i've had a coke and a pepsi i've had a coke (laughs) and a pepsi coming up we've got returning guest author and barbecue expert this is he's such a great guest meathead goldwyn you know meathead right Yes. And he he's, we had him on before. Bastion of knowledge. How, How about ago, that? How long ago was it, T-Bone? We had him on. Quite a while, wasn't it? I was told there were not going to be any questions. <laughs> Sorry. I didn't mean to wake him up. I, I took all his caffeine. That's right. They I, said, come on down. Hang out in the studio. <laughs> Check out Meathead's. Uh, his, he's got a great website, AmazingRibs.com. That's AmazingRibs.com. In fact, we had one of his reviewers on not too long ago yeah. from AmazingRibs.com, and I've Gone brain dead. Max good. Max good. Thank you. With an E on the end, I believe. Yes. Thank you. No. No? No E? No E. Okay. Really? Oh, good. I thought. Well, we started the show with some controversy. Um, Also, (laughs) Andy's going to be talking about in our fourth segment, part two of Cookers. It's it's that time of the year times, where people times. are either rushing, you know, getting out the cookers, or they're getting them out and going, man, it's time for a new cooker. Famous cookers. Arthur Bryant. Um, Rodney Scott. Um, don't, no, no, come on. Somebody's got to interrupt me. Gonna... What about, what about Weber? Like Weber's a pretty... Mr. Weber? Bob Weber. And uh, so we're going to be talking about smokers, grills, smokers combined with grills. We'll cover uh, it all. Uh, just things to put in your backyard. Um, so <laughs> That the squirrels will be very happy about. <laughs> so before we forget, we've got a contest going on. T-Bone, you know the details of this contest. Please share. Oh, my gosh. Well, you know, that wasn't in the form of a question, so I'm stuck. (laughs) We are giving away a Fireboard Spark, and that is an instant read thermometer that will fit in your pocket. And also, Andy, explain how that plugs in. It's the instant read thermometer. According to? Me, but okay. I believe according to Good Housekeeping too. But I yes, mean, did they did they quote you, Andy? Good Pro- Housekeeping, probably so, probably. or or not. They did not quote. <laughs> if, they, if any of their attorneys are listening, they did not quote me. But yes, I I think it is the uh, the best one on the market right now because it will act as a an agent for another fireboard, so you can leave it in the house and see what's going on on the ones outside. It's an instant read, or you can use it with a probe. And let it be remote to your app. So it does literally all three mm-hmm. functions that you could possibly want. I mean, it, it's a great product. So right now, it's the pinnacle of technology for it is. that. And it's really not that expensive for what it, what you get for it. No, right. 150 bucks. Yeah. Come on. However, Cheap. 
Why pay for one when you could win one? Well, that's what, what? we've been saying all along. And all you have to do <laughs> is like us, Barbecue Radio Network on Facebook, and like Fireboard Labs on We're pretty Facebook. Easy to like, I mean, and we will select somebody who has taken advantage and liked both pages. Hang on, I have a question. Oh no, I, I've liked both pages. Am, am I? Can I? Go is there not a lot? Oh, of look, look, the, the, out, the odds are insurmountable that you will be selected, so don't even worry about it. But I want the $149 thermometer. <laughs> You're just going to put it on eBay. And let's be real, if anybody needs one, it's it's Dave the steak cooker over there. Like, we we don't want him to fail at a steak. No. Well, actually, Dave Dave is a guy who knows that it's a difference maker. It really is. It, it, it absolutely is. So be sure to like both of those, Fireboard and, of course, uh, Barbecue Radio Network. So so last weekend in Kansas City, there was the barbecue festival. And one thing that, and we've talked about this previously, we had the, the guy who pr- promotes it and so forth. And one of the neat things about this, because Andy, you do a ton of competitions. Yes. This is a rare event that's not a competition. It was just a celebration of barbecue. I saw on TV, I don't know if it's accurate, but they said that 25,000 people came through the gates. Oh, probably just on... Friday night and Saturday. Oh, really? Like, I think it was probably thirty to 35000 total. That's fantastic. Um, they were probably down on Sunday a little bit because it was Mother's Day. Yeah. But in general, phenomenal outpouring from the city. And you think, you know, Kansas City's a barbecue city. Uh, so some people will go, eh, I, I can see barbecue anytime or I can go get barbecue right. anytime. But the cool thing about this event is they brought in, they bring in pitmasters from all over the country. Yeah. So not just Kansas city, you get, you know, blacks from Texas, you get uh plowboys from blue Springs, which is another country. In, in way. <laughs> um, no, but it's, it is a great event. And so I got to spend Sunday out there. I was actually doing a um, a fundraiser Saturday in Ark City, Kansas. Okay. But I was there all day Sunday. And it's so fun because the people that are coming through want to see the pit. They want to mm-hmm. know what's going on in it. So, you know, we're there and we get to open the pit and show them what's going on and talk about barbecue. And, of course, they've come through and they get to, you know, sample everything. Uh, and that's the fun part for us. We get to sample everybody else's stuff. So, you know, I'm getting like a peach cobbler. Uh, there's another uh, place in town, Buck Tui Barbecue. And they were doing uh, essentially a fusion rib with this amazing uh, chili crunch on it. Is that spicy? Over a saffron rice. Is that spicy? Yes. Yeah. A little spicy. A little not spicy. super spicy. Well, and it's just such a cool event because you can you can purchase all of these different vendors, different barbecues, different anything anything you want in barbecue. Plus, they had on the stages. I assume yeah, this demos. year demos teaching you how to be a better barbecuer. Just just a great event, and uh, I assume with the great success they've had in year two, there will be a year three. Yeah, I can't imagine there's not uh, they're not already planning for that, and they're going to be in Denver and Jacksonville. Uh, I mean, they've taken the show on the road, so... Very good, very good. Well, that was a very cool event, and of course, it is competition season, but right now, we need to do a, our segment we like to call Ask Andy, which is sponsored by our May Barbecue Sauce of the Month, which is Smoke on Wheels, Bootleg Bourbon-Infused Barbecue Sauce. T-Bone, what do you got for Andy? Okay, I got a story. Okay. So I run to the grocery store. I need some creamer and bagels, right, mm-hmm. for, for morning. And I'm wearing my T-shirt that says Barbecue Radio Network. Right. And somebody sees me in line. He comes up and starts talking to me. He listens to the show. Okay, cool. And he starts asking me questions. 
And I explained to him, actually, we, we, we have a part in the show where if you ask a question, <laughs> we will send you some sauce. So he gave me a question. Okay. There. Oh, and, live. And, so. Yeah. Yeah. This is because probably because I couldn't answer him or maybe I was just, I just wanted out of there. <laughs> uh, I'm like, I'll never wear this shirt again. Uh, no. <laughs> no, please come say hi if you ever see one. He wants to know when does should he put the sauce on his protein because apparently he's putting it on a little too early and it's getting baked on and becoming a goo as the sugar breaks uh, down. So, and see, okay. I think that's such an excellent question because I watched the big time barbecue and there's lathering on and I'm going, is it too soon? Is it too, I mean, is, isn't the timing of it key? The time, I got to give a shout out to him. I said that this is Bill in Kansas City. Oh, hey, Bill. Thank you, Bill. So, so that's a great question, and I would say there's two things that it hinges on. Number one would be the amount of heat that the grill oh. is putting off. So the higher the heat, you can scorch the sugars, which will burn that sauce and make it bitter. Mm-hmm. So, And then the radiance of it. So if you're away from the coals and away from the heat source, that will also help you from scorching. So uh-huh. I would say either do it right at the end or you have to have your heat down. And, right. if, and if he's grilling, it's probably a higher heat scenario. So I would say right at the end. That's great advice and a great question. Thanks so much, Bill. We appreciate it. We're going to send you some smoke on wheels, bootleg bourbon infused barbecue sauce. Scorch free. Scorch free. <laughs> and coming up, returning guest, author, and barbecue expert, just a great guy all around, Meathead Goldwyn. You need to check out his website, amazingribs.com. And Meathead will be up next here on Barbecue Radio Network. You love food, and when you love food, you love finding new flavors to explore, new techniques to try, and seeing the look of your friends' and family's faces when they bite into it. Old Hickory Pit Smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant quality barbecue right in your own backyard. Old Hickory Pit Smokers are made in the USA. Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll free 800-223-9667. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. Dave Caius along with Pitmaster of Smoke on Wheels, Annie Gronerman. And we've got a returning guest that we are so happy to have back. He is an author, and I'm talking lots and lots of book. And, of course, he's a barbecue expert, and you want to check out his website, which is AmazingRibs.com. That's AmazingRibs.com. It's Meathead Goldwyn. Meathead, welcome back to the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. What a greeting. Thank you. It's, a good, to, it's good to talk to you guys again. Well, I always enjoy our conversation. You are a fun person to talk to. You're, you're, you, you just exude energy, but I'll call it barbecue energy. That's right. Barbecue energy that has something to do with combustion. I think <laughs> it does, and I think that's- I, I'm, I must be combustible. <laughs> so, real quickly, before we or get inflammatory, that- <laughs> which is <laughs> before we get off onto about fifty different topics, because you're like me, meathead, you like to go in tangents. Let's mention the the last book that you have that is doing really well. It's called Meathead: The Science of Great Barbecue and Grilling. I assume they can get it on your website. Well, I don't sell anything on our website. We have links through. We we review products. Okay. And I know you've had Max Good, our yep. grill and smoker tester on there. You can't review products and sell them. So we don't, even oh. our own rubs and sauces, we don't sell them directly. We'll send you to places where you can buy them. 
but we don't sell them. As the, the book is published uh, by Houghton Mifflin Harcourt. It's on Amazon. It hopefully is in your bookstore. <laughs> That's right. It's, it's sold a quarter of a million copies. Nice. I mean, most cookbooks are lucky to do ten to 20,000 copies. I believe, I don't have this for sure, but I believe it is the second best-selling barbecue book ever written, second only to Stephen Rakelin's Barbecue Bible, which is a great book. Um, and uh, it's still clipping along. I just got my royalty check in the mail this week, and uh, golly, it's nice to, yeah. you know, it's like Christmas every year, twice a year. And I'm working <laughs> on a new one. Uh, I'm, working, I'm working on um, the Meathead Method, um, Barbecue Science Meets Culinary Art. And it's kind of fun. It it really delineates all the techniques that I use behind the science. Plus, you know, people expect science from me because I'm a geek. <laughs> and um, well, you know, it, it's true. We're in a really interesting age now. Okay, I, I, in the in the world of painting, for example, you you have you have the. Uh, um, the impressionists and the fauvists and, and 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 in the world of barbecue we're or all in, in the world of culinary arts yeah we're in the nerd phase <laughs> um, i mean when you, you you go back to alton brown and christopher kimball um it, people don't want a recipe that says do step one do step two and just shut up um, That's right. They want to know why you do step one, why you do step two. What happens if I substitute brown sugar for white sugar? Why do I step do step three? Um, what if I skip it? And people are in. This is 2022. We're we're technologically advanced. Um, they want to know why. And so I'm an artist, just like those guys are. <laughs> and there's a lot of science in our book. In fact, the well, and there's so much technology. There's so much technology in barbecue now i mean whether you're talking about just the thermometers and that type of technology or the pits themselves are, yeah. you know are designed with it's it's like designing a, a vehicle you're designing airflow through the pit you're designing cfms of fans to manage airflow through the uh, the the amount of technology that is available in cookers is amazing right now it is amazing and, and, and you know frankly some of it's over the top i mean i've got these internet wired pellet smokers out there and you know, i still have to get up get off the friggin couch go out there <laughs> stick a thermometer in it poke it with my fingers smell it i you know but but the and occasionally load there. pellets I mean, if, if, if it's the fourth quarter and the game is tied i don't want to have to get up i can check the th temperature on my smartphone it's at that stage and it's coming to our kitchens all the technology there, but at the very lowest level of this technology advance is thermometers, as you said. Yeah. If you don't have a good digital thermometer, you're not cooking properly. I mean, a, a medium rare steak is 130, 135 degrees. That's it. Uh, you, you, you cook it less and it's rare and people aren't going to want to eat it necessarily. And if you cook it more, it's dry. Um, it's most tender, most juicy at 130, 135. And then you don't have to stand at the head of the table and make an excuse like, oh, kind of kind of got away from me. You know, I'm sorry, folks. Um, digital thermometer. We're in a technological age. Yeah. So we're talking with Meathead Golden, barbecue expert. We're talking about thermometers and technology. But let's talk for a second about fire management, something that you don't necessarily have to have 
technology to do well you can you can go as old school as you want and just man you know a, an air door on the fire pit and uh what what is what are some of the tips that you've got to give people that are just breaking their grill out for the spring and and need to brush up on good fire management so that they can have now, a successful cook all kinds of cooking indoor outdoor um is related to temperature control um, you, you need to be able to control the temperature of the, um, the, the, the cooker that you're using, whether it's your indoor oven or your outdoor oven and by golly, a grill and a smoker or just an oven, um, or, uh, the, 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 the temperature of the food. Uh, I was, I was just saying well, that you, you don't want to undercook some things. You don't want to overcook some things. So it's all about temperature management and it varies depending on what kind of device. Now, the most popular cooker that most people have is a gas grill. And the most important thing you need to do with your gas grill is get a look at the color of the flame. And that's important because um, if it's burning cleanly, you will get the best flavor. And um, you want a bluish flame with maybe a little bit of orange at the tip. If you're not getting that, you need to figure out how to adjust the air gas mix it's just like your carburetor on your car um it, 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 it and and you want to get it so that it's mostly blue if it's all yellow you got an issue um now on the other hand if you're burning charcoal you want a bright yellow flame because that yellow indicates that it's burning off all of the combustion gases that can give you funky flavors and um, uh, funky taste. And the same is true for wood. Um, when you're burning wood, wood goes through a whole series of different combustion stages. And again, you want to burn off. You, if you're, if yeah. you're sm smoking, you want what they call blue smoke. You don't want to see billowing white smoke. Now, even on a gas grill, a lot of people fire up their gas grill and they see a lot of smoke coming out of there and they say, woohoo, I'm really cooking. <laughs> Most of the time is grease burning mm. and the flavor of burning grease is not appetizing. No, no, not at all. We're talking with author and barbecue expert Meathead Goldwyn. He's got a bunch of books, but you want to check out Meathead, The Science of Great Barbecue and Grilling. You can get that on Amazon. Uh, where else? Any bookstore? You just wander in a bookstore and go, I want well, Meathead. most bookstores. <laughs> it, and and, and just, to, just, to, just to correct you slightly, I apologize, but I only have one hard hardbound book. Okay. I have six ebooks oh. that are available on all the ebooks, you know, on Apple Books and perfect, Kindle perfect. and stuff. Well, we're, and we're they're very small ebooks. Well, we're going to be back with Meathead Golan talking more barbecue right here on Barbecue Radio Network. Need some sizzle in your life? Turn us on, fire us up, and don't look back. Check out Barbecue Radio Network on Facebook. Give us a like. Dave and Andy need the attention. Welcome back to Barbecue Radio Network. I'm Dave Caius, along with our producer, T-Bone, and my co-host, award-winning pitmaster, Annie Groneman. This week, our guests love having him back. It is Meathead Goldwyn. Check out his website, AmazingRibs.com. He's an author, a barbecue expert. Speaking of being an author, check out his book, Meathead, The Science of Great Barbecue and Grilling. So, Meathead, we were talking in the last segment. I'm going to let Andy jump in because you guys yeah, are the we, experts. But we're talking about fire management. That's right. And we were kind of finishing up on 
the fact that you want to make sure that that fire is burning cleanly, you're getting the right kinds of smoke and you're getting the right flavor, you're avoiding all of that nasty, sooty grease uh, that you get on the gas grills when you don't clean them properly on those flavorizer bars and things. So we want to avoid that. But I want to jump right back in. And we were just starting to talk about what to do with that charcoal or wood fire and kind of what you're looking for with the right colors on the flames and the right amount of air. Um, let's just jump right back in there. What do you think, Meathead? Well, we were, we talked about the fact that um, a lot of people see uh, uh, white billowing smoke and they rejoice. And <laughs> another comment we hear all the time is they put wood chips and wood uh, chunks into an, a foil packet oh. and they throw that on the fire and it smolders. When fire smolders, you get this white billowing smoke and it tastes good. It's okay. Um, but the ideal smoke is invisible practically it's called blue smoke and the reason it's called blue smoke and the one reason it's invisible is the particle sizes are so tiny they don't refract light white particles are larger particles and they do refract light the key is is your fire needs to burn off the impurities that create funky flavors creosote is among them and you want to get rid of that stuff when you're burning charcoal you want to get the charcoal briquettes or lump. And by the way, I'm a briquette fan. We don't have time to get into that. Maybe another <laughs> uh, conversation. We'll have you back but on next week. You want, to, <laughs> you want to get them glowing and covered with white ash. Um, that's when they're at their maximum heat. And then when, and that's when they're burning off the best, the, the most of the impurities. Charcoal is for heat. Wood is for flavor. You don't want flavor from your charcoal, which is one of the reasons I prefer briquettes. Lump charcoal often doesn't have, um, isn't fully yeah. charred, and so it often burns with a lot of smoke. I want the smoke from the wood that I purchased, the right amount of wood, the right flavor of wood, and I want it to burn. And this is the key. When you throw wood on the fire, you don't want it to smolder. When you wrap it in a foil package, it smolders. Throw it on the fire and let it burn with a yellow flame. That gives you blue smoke. Now, people freak out and they say, well, I'm wasting a lot of wood and I don't see any smoke. Don't worry about it. You want it to burn with a yellow flame. Same thing is true with logs. If you're burning logs, you want to get the logs burned down to embers, charcoal, before you put another log on. And you need as much air as you can get. Yeah, sometimes it seems... Masters open the door to their log burners and the chimney almost all the way. Do not choke back on oxygen. Yeah, you've you got to allow oxygen, the airflow. You're, you're smothering the fire and you're going to get um, impurities in the uh, in the smoke. And, and some people, when they're smoking, think that they don't need that hot fire and they, they initially view it as counterintuitive, right? I run a really small, hot fire so that I can do right. exactly that. I get that sweet blue and they're going, oh, you don't want to run the fire that hot. You're, you can't keep your temps down. Well, no, you just run a smaller fire. It takes more it. work. Exactly. It takes more work, but but the end product is exactly what you want. And that's it's so hard for people to wrap their head around that. You want small, hot fire if you're burning logs. And the same thing for charcoal. Let that charcoal burn hot um, and uh, let that wood catch on fire and burn with a yellow flame. 
All right, so you're a briquette guy. Talk to me for a second about what kind of briquettes do you like? Do you like just good old Kingsford, or are you a fan of these newer, like, compressed uh, briquettes that don't have any binder? Or what's what's kind of the best briquette out there well, right now? you know, in, 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 uh, you want, in theory, um, a good, clean burn. I right now I am I burn good old blue bag Kingsford. Yep. Whatever's on sale. I use it for heat, not for flavor. When it's burning hot, it burns off all the impurities. There are a number of briquettes out there now that are made with minimal binders, just like cornstarch, and that's all, or yep. no binders. They press it really together hard. You know, that's really tempting, and I do go for those occasionally. They are more expensive. I haven't noticed a flavor difference. And um, have you noticed a temperature, is, is a timing difference? Do you get a different? Have you noticed a timing difference on how long those coals will burn? Because some of the newer yes. ones, to me, it it seems like it's a little bit harder to keep that fire going hot on them because they're so dense they just don't burn as well. Yeah, it, it, it you know, and they really vary. Um, you know, there there's a guy who is really good at lump charcoal um the naked whiz is his name and he's got a website and he'll tell you about the best lump charcoals but there's nobody doing the same thing for briquettes yet and we're toying with the idea of getting deeper into that but um the one of the reasons i don't go for the lump charcoal there's it appeals to a lot of people because it's wood that's been carbonized and it feels more natural and it feels more um organic but often the chunks are not carbonized throughout, which means that you're burning lignin, you're burning cellulose, it's making smoke, it's snap, crackle, popping, and I don't want that. I just want heat from the charcoal. I'm going to throw wood on there for flavor. I don't want my charcoal getting in the way. Well, Meathead, um, first of all, you said earlier that you were talking about that you were getting your charcoal on sale. And you told us off the air, you just got a royalty check from your last book. So what are you doing getting the sales stuff? <laughs> you, you should be going all big time. Uh, by the way, I'm a cheap ass son of a <laughs> <laughs> well, and, I, and I'll tell you what. That, You're going to have to edit that out. The, um, the other thing about yeah, though. Hey, that's go that's ahead. a good point, though. Right now, in May, a lot of your hardware stores are running sales on charcoal. I know it's traditional. I don't know what week it is, but Kingsford generally discounts right around now for all the big hardware stores. So you can buy. I mean, I know guys buy it by the pallet. Yeah. Um, oh, my gosh. The stuff goes on sale. This is the time to load up on charcoal. Yeah. And there's I and I don't know if it's just the start of spring or if they're calling it, you know, grilling season kickoff. But, yeah, there's uh, definitely discounts on all of that stuff if they haven't if they didn't start last weekend for mother's day they're coming um the other interesting thing about the lump is sometimes you know they're charring off trim and other things that are are discarded pieces and i Mm -hmm. always worry a little bit about you know was that trim completely you know unfinished did had it been sprayed Mm -hmm. with anything like i worry and so like you were talking about with the regular briquettes as you kind of go up in quality the price goes up it's the same with lump if you want good lump charcoal that was properly produced it's a little more expensive than just 
um, you know, the regular big bag of cowboy or whatever that's floating around out there. And well, when you buy a cheap lump, you often find lumber in there. That's yeah. Charred. And it's, you know, you can see it was once a two by four. And the question I have is, was that a two by four ripped out of a house that was torn down? Bingo. <laughs> and in the old days, these things were um, treated to protect against um, the bugs and mold and they had arsenic and other things in them. I don't want that in my apartment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> and my readers have been sending pictures of stuff they find in bags of lump, plastic, oh my metal, gosh. computer parts. I wow. mean, it's just really weird. What a lot. Well, a lot. I, I, I don't. I, we, I have a whole big article about charcoal where we discuss a lot of these issues. And if people want to go to amazingribs.com, two articles to look at. One on combustion, just enter combustion into the search box another one on charcoal read up on it a lot of really interesting science and eye-opening inf information about how the two are made um but you know there's another issue Me here meathead before up. you start on i have to cut you off buddy we so love having you on our show it's meathead goldwin amazingribs.com he's an author check out his books we'll be with andy next talking about cookers here on barbecue radio network you love food, and when you love food, you love finding new flavors to explore, new techniques to try, and seeing the look of your friends' and family's faces when they bite into it. Old Hickory Pit Smokers is the secret ingredient to making restaurant-quality barbecue right in your own backyard. Old Hickory Pit Smokers are made in the USA. Visit us at oldhickorypits.com or call us toll-free, 800-223-9667. Welcome back to Andy and Dave here on the award-winning Barbecue Radio Network. Andy, we are doing a contest. What? A contest? <laughs> We're giving away a Fireboard Spark. And, it, and it's the easiest contest ever. It's a like and share. You know, you take the easiest cues of anybody I've ever met. <laughs> so what we want you to do is like us on our page, which is Barbecue Radio Network. And then you also have to like Fireboard. Fireboard. And it's real simple. Just, just type in on Facebook, Fireboard, and it'll come right up. And if, and if you look, there's a post that our brilliant executive producer, T-Bone, mm -hmm. put out there that says, win a Fireboard Spark! Yes! He did. So, so all you have to do is like that, like the page, like Fireboard, and of course, Dave's pretty likable. You, I mean, who wouldn't like him? <laughs> a and lot win of a people, spark. But, but it's, a, it's a $149 thermometer, right? Yeah. $149 a, value. It is a great thermometer. Yes, T-Bone? I'm perplexed. Come, go ahead. About well, everybody liking Dave. No. <laughs> I don't understand. Remember the show Everybody Loves Raymond? Yeah. yeah. I, I was the brother. Okay. So anyway, <laughs> we want to do a barbecue shout out to one of our sponsors, Old Hickory Pits Smokers. Check them out at oldhickorypits.com. Old Hickory Pits have got the wood-burning barbecue pits, both commercial and now residential for your backyard, oldhickorypits.com. And please support your local barbecue joints, like if you're ever in Mansfield, Ohio, Smoking Bros Barbecue. And I saw the reviews, and it was delicious. Check them out. They're, they're not open every day. So if you're going to go to Smoking Bros in Mansfield, uh, check out what days are open. And their address is 1041 uh, Pave Avenue West. I always love those West, West things. Yes. And I love their slogan, cook slow, serve fast. 
Ooh. That sums up barbecue restaurants right there for the most Service part. Service with a smile. Service with a smile. People don't realize, you know, you go to you go to a fast food restaurant and you get a hamburger and they cooked it right there and there's your hamburger, blah, blah, blah. But a, a good barbecue place, this may be an eight, what, 10, 10 hour thing yeah, to get it to your plate. That's right. You've, you've invested eight to 10 hours of time in that brisket. So when those slices hit your plate, they started that yesterday. Yeah. Yesterday. Yeah. Which is why it's a little more expensive, but why it's so good. And uh, also, if you're in Mansfield, Ohio, be sure to tune in to 1440 AM and 106.7 FM WRGM. You can check them out at their website at WRGM.com. J.D. Walks is one of the guys that runs that place. Good buddy of mine, originally from Lawrence, Kansas, Ah. and now is up in Ohio. And thank you for being a part of Barbecue Radio Network. So, Andy Groneman, my sidekick, my partner. My co-host, my expert, the guy I tuned to. Man, another long one. For everything. He is the reserve grand (laughs) champion at the American Royal Open. Uh, What do you got this week for a product spotlight to help folks when they're barbecuing? So I wanted to, you know, talk some more about cookers. Mm -hmm. And so we have. Oh, you know what? I I screwed up the intro, everybody. Write that down. (laughs) Dave made a mistake. We're actually not doing the barbecue traditional spotlight. That's right. The whole segment is a product Nobody would have known. Well, nobody would have known. But the thing it is, we're talking about cookers. Last week, you touched upon a bunch, a bunch of things, which, by the way, you can look that up if you want to look at the archive shows. But let's, let's take it to another level now when we're talking cookers because it's spring. Some people have never gotten one before, uh, or maybe they 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 brought it out from the backyard or wherever they had it, and they looked at it and go, oh, man. That's right. It's Let's, time for a new one. It is time for a new one. Just something for everybody to think about. If you want to do some online shopping that would be real easy for you, try ATBBQ.com. And that stands for? All Things Barbecue. Okay. They got a bunch of cookers. They got a bunch of cookers. So, so Where I, barbecue legends are made. <laughs> I, that's that's the tagline. I love it. So, so Andy, let's help folks out. It's, it's time to get a new one. The old one is just, or they've never gotten one before. And they're like, they, they, maybe they just had a little grill. And so, now, now they want to expand. Yeah. So we were talking last week about kind of my favorite cookers. Mm-hmm. But- when you are starting, you know, there's there's so many options out there. And I would say a great place, if you don't have anything outdoors, a great place to start is a gas grill. Yep. Because you can do traditional grilling on it. You can also do some roasting and smoking on it. It's a little bit harder to do, but you can do that. Is that what, is, do you have to do that with a lower temperature than when you're, when you're grilling? Yes, you're gonna you're gonna use lower temperature, and you may not even need all the burners. Oh, because okay. when we do some of that, we don't need that radiant heat right underneath. So you the don't product. need it right on top. You want to set it aside and let the heat kind of circulate. Am I going to say that right? That's exactly right. Whoa, T Bone, mark that down. Put that down on the archives. Ding oh, ding ding. ding. Did, did I say he said that exactly right? I meant <laughs> I meant close to. Yeah, darn it, doesn't happen every day. You got day, me, Dave. But I'm going to write it down. Keep but going. The the thing with the gas grill is. It's it's approachable. It's easy to start. It's easy to manage. Yeah. Uh, cleaning is a little bit easier. You don't have ash to deal with, like with charcoal and mm-hmm. wood. You don't have embers. It's a it's a turn it on, turn it off. It's also a perfect weeknight. You come home. You've worked all day. You don't want to spend two or three hours out there. Exactly. 
Indeed. So yeah, it, it it's what I own. I love it. You know, so it's a I'm good. Lazy. So it, everybody should have. If that's if you haven't done anything before, get a gas grill. Mm-hmm. Start there, and then you'll start to figure out what you like to cook. Okay. And and what I always say is, the more you cook, the more you'll cook. <laughs> so it's and it's true. Once you get into that rhythm of coming home and throwing the veggies on there yep. throwing the burgers on there oh tonight's chicken breast and then all of a sudden it's like oh i'm gonna start prepping some stuff for the week nice for to take to work yeah a, a gas grill is a great place to go once you get your your feet wet then i typically think most people go to charcoal next mm-hmm. um and we just talked to meathead we just last talked sec- to meathead last, last segment about it yep and and he's a briquette guy i am more of a lump person but like he was saying to get good lump and to manage it right, you have to treat it like a wood fire. Um, and so a good, you know, charcoal briquette to buy a Weber kettle mm-hmm. or even, you know, like we were talking about a hasty bake last week or even a Yoder flat top, which is a really big, um, you know, lots of, of grilling surface and you can raise and lower the coal bed. But even just a Weber kettle, you can light your briquettes, get that good, hot, clean ash fire that he's talking about, that white coating over the top of our briquettes. You can manage that, uh, and that fire will run. Let me ask you a question, because I've I've had a Weber, the old one, back when I had an apartment. I loved it. If you're you're buying one for the first time, do you suggest go ahead and get a larger one, because you can always cook on segments as opposed to a smaller one, and you go, oh, man, I wish I had more room. That that is always what happens. Okay, and and honestly, the smaller it is, it's going to be more temperamental. It's going to have more hot spots. It's going to have more uh, uh, temperature fluctuation. If you open the air, it's going to get hotter quicker because it's oh. smaller. So I always say start a little bigger. You'll which, grow which into may be it. Intimidating at first, but then it's it's going to be actually easier to cook with. Right? Correct. Okay, and you've got when. As we talk about, when you're doing direct cooking and you want to cook indirect and move that food off of that direct flame, if I've got a little more surface area in my grill, I've got a spot where I can move that to and not burn it or scorch it. So I always say go with the bigger one. If there's like a two option, if there's a 22 inch and a 28 inch. Go with the 28 if it's in your price range. Well, and that's the thing. People might be hesitant to spend a little extra money, but here's the thing. In the long run, because you're going to have one of those for years. I had mine forever, and uh, I finally got rid of it when I moved, but I had that thing forever. And so it's a long-term investment. It's not like, oh, I've got to buy another one next year, you know? Yeah, and even a, even a, a Weber kettle, like the first Weber kettle I had was 30 years old when I got it. Oh, wow. Um, so, and and literally, I, I got into, in college, I'd go, you know, rescue the grill. People would take a Weber that the handle had rotted <laughs> off of and put it on the curb. And I'd go salvage it and buy a handle for it. That's hilarious. And then sell it for, you know, 50 bucks or something. Right. So, it's... Uh, those those grills do. They hold up a long time. Uh, so, it's, it's worth it to me as an investment to go ahead and buy the little bit bigger one and then manage it. Um, charcoal fire is really fun. There's lots of ways to light the coals. You can light them in a chimney. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can use it like an air lighter, like we were talking, the Luft lighter right. that uses hot air to ignite the coals. Uh, you can put you know, the wadded paper toweling under the grate. So there's lots of ways to start those things. Uh, and you don't have to use charcoal lighter fluid, right? You don't, none of those methods I just mentioned use charcoal lighter. So you're not getting that gassy 
funky smell into your food. There's lots of clean ways to light coals and manage that. It's just at the end, you've got a little bit more to clean up. Seems like the chimney is a great way to go. I mean, yeah, that's an observer awesome. on that. Yeah. And um, I, they didn't have those, I don't think, when I had one. But I wish I had one because those things look so much nicer to use. And they're easy, right? It's, yeah. It's simple, which that is what helps make it accessible and, uh, and able to use for a weeknight. Thanks so much, Andy. And of course, we want to thank our author and barbecue expert, Meathead Goldwyn. Check him out at Amazing Rib com and our May Barbecue Sauce of the Month, Smoke on Wheels, Bootleg Bourbon Infused Barbecue Sauce. Next week, our guest, Pitmaster Craig Sherry. He's been on the show before. He's got Texas Pear, I'm sorry, Texas Pepper, Pepper Jelly. Jelly.com. Easy for me to say. Check that out next week right here on Barbecue Radio Network. Barbecue Radio Network is heard on radio stations from Hawaii to Florida. If you have a business centered around barbecue or the backyard lifestyle, please consider advertising with us. Contact us through our Facebook page or website at bbqradionetwork.com. Check out Barbecue Radio Network on Facebook. Give us a like. Dave and Andy need the attention.